0: Anime Pulse, episode 557. I, your host, Joseph, bringing you another episode of Anime Pulse, joined by his co-host, Andrew.
1: Yep. Nice to be here again. Hope
0: you're all well. Yes, indeed. Uh, and we are back to bring you more uh the latest previews for the uh, spring 2018 season and uh, industry news from Japan and, of course, our IRL news, which... Uh, I guess I'll dig right into. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's see here. Let's talk about work. Um, We got another girl starting up in my office. She'll actually be... Oh, this is the older lady. Yeah, well, she already started, and she's been around for a week now. Um, Mm -hmm. But we have another new girl who's actually going to be starting on Monday. So she'll be starting on uh, on the seventh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: And she's gonna be bringing a little, um, putting this lightly or politely, sorry, a uh, uh-huh. little color to the office. Um, oh, okay. yeah. Everyone there is kind of pasty white. I mean, if I had to describe right. myself, I'm kind of like marshmallow white, because like I'm like sticky <laughs> but sweet. You know, like it's something good that you roast over an open fire. But don't roast <laughs> me over and, variety, don't right? don't roast white... me over an open fire. I I don't I don't taste <laughs> sweet, trust me.
1: Mm. But a, but, a, but a soft center I
0: suppose. But a soft gooey center that is delicious mm. and very surprising. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, she'll be starting up in the office uh, and uh at, <laughs> my, my uh, operations supervisor when he said what she was, I said it was kind of, uh, so I saw her in the, uh, uh, the interview office with him. And then he comes out and he's like, well, we got our new girl. And I'm like, oh really? And he's like, yeah, hmm. yeah. She's going to start uh, soon. And I didn't know she would start this Monday. And I was like, oh yeah. Wow. So, uh, she had like any experience or anything? He's like, nope. She's just so uh, as he, and this is how he put it. She's a willing and eager college student. And I was like, that ah. kind of sounds a little yeah. dirty the way you said it.
1: Uh, actually, yeah, you could you could definitely get double meaning from that, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
1: so that means she's 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 closer to your age than the other lady. Then that was, uh, was
0: definitely high. I'd say that. Yeah. Um, I mean she's probably in her like she looked like she could be in her late twenties, mid to late twenties. So you know okay. she'll and I don't think she she doesn't look it. I don't want to stereotype, but she doesn't look the kind of person that shares any of like my similar interests you know the young generation that would be interested in the kind of stuff i am interested in and she doesn't look oh, like but a then it gamer turns out or anime it turns out that she actually
1: is she's you know you actually are secretly going to the same convention oh yeah
0: oh yeah maybe she'll like come in and she'll have like a little <laughs> she'll have like a uh she'll have like, an arrow sensei uh keychain <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like oh, oh you like arrow yeah. sensei right <laughs> Like oh you should How
1: far would you be willing to go to get close? Like would you go me too? <laughs> uh
0: I'd God. say like I I like the manga.
1: <laughs> oh that's that's a good, good safe option. That's very good, nice. Playing it cool. That is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also just kind of referencing the anime we're gonna be covering today, where it's like, oh it turns out that you're having to hide your power levels
0: while you're at work. Yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> so she'll be starting Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see here what else has happened oh the weather here has been fantastic we got 70s we got 80s we got sunny skies it is beautiful oh and Mm -hmm. yeah and with such weather means i get to walk again so for the first time in you know ever since fall i went for a walk on saturday so uh, instead of hitting up the gym which i typically do on a saturday um, I for like an hour. I instead went for my walk, so it means I walk three and a half hours or three and a half miles up a hill and three and a half miles down a hill.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's yeah. quite a that's quite a big distance actually. It's seven, seven miles, miles altogether round trip.
0: Yeah. Um, it does do like wreak havoc on my feet just because of the amount of walking, and it's not yeah. like sure foot ground. A lot of it's very rocky and bumpy just because our sidewalks mm-hmm. here. are garbage because of Amsterdam has no infrastructure um, Ah. and it's yeah it's very hard under the foot even with the shoes I wear Mm -hmm. but uh, it allowed me to you know fuel my creative energies I love the sun it is I'm kind of like Superman in that sense where I just like (laughs) any time under the sun for me is great Uh, Mm -hmm. even though when I was younger I got some really bad sun poisoning Um, sun poisoning yeah, sun poisoning. It's basically uh, when I was a kid, I was out in the sun with no um, no sunblock at all, and uh-huh. I have my mother's skin, so I kind of burn. Well, I was subjected to it too long because I liked to hang out at the pool when I was younger, and it ended up creating these humongous blisters, like the size of shoulder pads on each of my shoulders. And Ooh, uh, that sounds oh, bad. yeah, they were big, yeah. like like they were like tennis balls on each shoulder, and mm-hmm. uh, I lived with them for like a few weeks until I got sick of them because they weren't going anywhere. So I did the thing you're never supposed to do. I just popped them and I uh, mm-hmm. tore the skin off and I was like, see, it's much better. Ah! <laughs> and oh, that was a busted. mistake. Because oh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. fresh nubile skin under that, which is uh, not ready to be exposed to the outside yet.
1: Yep. Uh, you have to learn mm-hmm. that the hard way at first, but you know. Yeah, it's a lesson learned. Uh, best learned as early in life as possible, I guess. When you get until you get more blisters and stuff. So. Oh
0: yeah. yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I, uh, I the son and I have a nice relationship now. Though I wear clothes yeah. at all time. <laughs> you get um, to
1: do you, you get to wear shorts and stuff. Do you like wearing shorts when it gets like? This oh, I stuff? love
0: wearing shorts. Like I have like five pairs of cargo shorts that I absolutely adore because I know cargo shorts are like kind of out of style, but I just love cargo shorts just because they hang just low enough on my legs and they look mildly respectable not like I'm wearing gym shorts which just look like you came out of the gym and have no pockets yeah. or they look uh-huh. like you know dress shorts which just really don't work if you're going to be getting sweaty cargo shorts on the other hand work perfectly for that
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay
0: but I love I love having my legs out just because the calf muscles on my uh, lower legs are like as my uh, my family has described, it, my legs are like the pillars of autumn. They're just these like gigantic things that are just all muscle. It's where all the muscle in my body went to is my legs.
1: Hmm. not a bad place to have it. Not terrible. So, no, I
0: mean I can bench yeah. 800 pounds with my legs.
1: I I don't know how much depends how much that I bear kilograms. So it depends how much that is in kilograms, but I'm sure that's pretty impressive.
0: Uh let's let's see here 800 pounds to kilograms kilograms yeah that's 362.8 kilograms
1: yeah that's pretty good <laughs> wow
0: uh what yeah. is that in stones
1: <laughs> oh uh i don't
0: know well uh anyways that uh, got me to uh, get up to Subway where I did my review of uh uh three Gatsuno Lions season two.
1: Ah, good. Really getting them out every week now. That's pretty good. Oh yeah,
0: I, I do uh, if I have a review in the queue, I'll I'll end up doing it on a Saturday.
1: Ah, very good. Yeah. I'm always at the subways though.
0: And I am very excited for that one because it was I felt like it was even better than the first season. Uh oh. just for like if anything, the fact that I connected better to it. Because of some mm-hmm. of the topics it covers in the second season,
1: I believe it was the bullying. If I remember correctly, yeah,
0: big time. Yeah. Just because I've yeah. been a bully and I've been bullied, so I know both ends of those spectrums, and that anime did a beautiful job at basically detailing and describing what it's like to be bullied. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was even the worst kind of bullying, female bullying, because damn. Oh. Girls can get fucking evil. Oh. Like guys, typically, oh, yeah, it's just we, like you yeah. know they shove you into lockers, they punch you and stuff. Girls, yeah. they spread rumors about you. They like, oh yeah, they mess with your shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, mm-hmm. they are nasty when they want to be. It's, so
1: yeah, yeah, and it, it doesn't just it doesn't just stop at high school. When it gets to like workplaces as well, you know the way like they can do to each other in office, like they can form, they can very easily form little cliques and groups where like they can. Yeah, really isolate people, make them feel unwelcome in their workplace. So, yeah, like it's it's harsh. Like uh, with with guys, yeah, usually the worst that happens is it just erupts to a fight at the end yeah, of the day. It's just
0: like I'm gonna give <laughs> you a swirly wedgie time, yeah. sup nerd, punch you in the locker. <laughs> yeah. But you know, with girls, it's just like I took your shoes and I threw them in the in the water. Now you're gonna have to walk home without those. And or like we filled your locker with trash, skank. <laughs> or something <laughs> else like that, and it's just, or you know, yeah. we're spreading rumors about you. You're easy. You have ten guys hitting you every night, and it's like, damn, mm. like chill, yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's <laughs> not nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, putting it mildly. Yeah.
0: So that uh, I loved the second season even more so, and you know, very mm. emotional anime. Um,
1: oh, very good
0: uh oh i also wanted to bring up the fact that um so Ooh. remember how we talked about my fascination with arm cannons
1: yes yeah so i tiger. was thinking
0: about it more and it doesn't just like it's not just fascist angel arm but also okay. um if you, you ever played dot hack um
1: i read the bit of the manga that's about it
0: okay so you know For there's the, the data drain ability
1: uh yeah, vaguely. It was a long time ago, but vaguely, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kite in the dot hack sign series and um Haseo and uh, and Azura Kite in the dot hack GU series for the uh games, they all have the ability to do this thing called data drain, where mm-hmm. they um especially in dot hack GU, I'm not uh, precisely familiar with how it works in sign, but in G U, like You know, he's got this thing where like his arm has like a holographic projection show up on it, which kind of makes it look like a cannon. And he ends up, uh, and this is just when he's in avatar mode. So like when it's a giant version of him uh, as uh, Skeeth, I believe is what his avatar was. Uh And uh, if I remember correctly, Skeeth was like the avatar of death. And so when he would do the arm cannon, he would shoot like a ball of energy into the enemy and then absorb all of their data.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So
0: like, mm-hmm. and it went with anything where it was like an arm cannon stuff. And I was just like, what is with my fascination with arm cannons? Like, it doesn't just apply to Vash, but anything that has to do with like having your arm turn into this vaguely, you know, beautiful, vaguely creepy looking cannon that is just, you know, blows things away or, uh, you know, absorbs them. Even like, uh, um, it's a monk from Inuyasha, Moroku. Uh, Even Moroku, uh, he, he had mm-hmm. like that, uh, the wind tunnel thing in his, uh, yeah. hand. Uh, I've not seen Inuyasha, but. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> so when he would take off, like, his, uh, glove, he had, like, this, yeah. uh, wind tunnel that was put there by the main antagonist in the anime and it would suck up anything into like this dark vortex. And so like, oh, yeah.
1: So does this extend to things like robots as well? So would, would Iron Man be cool to you or anything in that same sort of Not way? Not
0: necessarily Iron Man. I mean, like I thought it was interesting. Like, you know, he had some pretty cool moments where he has like energy charge, like where, uh, Thor um, ended up shooting him with lightning, and then uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. what was it Jeeves or something? I think is is it Jeeves? Jarvis, 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 Jarvis was like yeah. energy at four hundred percent, you know, and he's just like, oh, would you look at that? And they ended up <laughs> just doing like a super blast against Thor, which I was <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he should have used chest cannon. Um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. when think of like Gundams, like a Gundam oh, yeah. uh, Wing with the oh yeah. Like, the Gundam Wing, you know, when he does the full Angel mode to it, where the wings come out. the Wing Gundam, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, like, his twin cannons that he puts together, even that um, was, like, something that I really loved. Just, it's the whole charge-up thing, where, like, there's the noise that increases with it, and the charging up, and the blast, and, Mm -hmm. ah.
1: Do you ever play Mega Man when you were a kid? Mega Man, Mega Man. Um, (laughs) Mega Man,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Because he's got a hand cannon, you know, pretty popular, and he charges it up.
0: Yeah, although I think his hand cannon is kind of like, it's it shoots blasts. What I'm talking about yeah. is more like a beam of energy.
1: Ah, uh, has to be a huge beam, right. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm. Okay, I'm, I'm on the same page now, so it has to be like a big laser.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, there's
1: probably a lot of those nanomies. <laughs> You're in the right medium.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, I've had no luck in Fire Emblem Heroes. I've uh, so. I've still not like I don't know what it is about that uh, banner. I think it's rigged. I personally do because I've gotten <laughs> no golds from that banner. None, not a single gold character. Hmm. What, so and wait, is this
1: the Robin one? No, is, I mean is this, Len he, uh, this is the lead one.
0: This is the the he, Hinoka.
1: Oh, the Hinoka one. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, where you know the bow, flying bow. Uh, like, not a single gold unit, and it's given me, like, a bunch of shite characters that even, shite characters in silver, where they just have no abilities that are worth transferring to any other unit, um... Uh. You know, I've dumped a ton of orbs into it. It's just not doing anything. I, Of course, I haven't spent any money, which is probably the game's... You know, it probably has some way of detecting, like, oh, you spent some money here, we'll (laughs) give you a gold character. Maybe not the one you wanted, maybe the one you do want. Who knows? It's like, Mm. nah, no thanks. I'm not going to give you any more money. Yeah. In fact, I even... I I went and I did the thing that I used to do, where I changed the language back to Japanese, just so that I can't see... um, all the details to stuff anymore. That way I don't get like all giddy or it's like, Oh, Oh, maybe I'll get it now and I'll, I'll do this. Now it's just like, it's turned back into a kind of like a time waster game for me.
1: Ah, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I see. I see. I didn't even know you changed it to English, but, uh,
0: yep. Yeah. I had turned it to English just because I was getting sick and tired of not being able to see what damage and what enemies were, what and what their names were and the, Uh like their descriptions uh and stuff like that.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I see, see. Yep. So you haven't even, you haven't really bothered, you've concentrated on the Hinoka one, you haven't bothered with the, um, the new Lin one, or anything like that.
0: Nah, I'm not really interested, nah. I don't really care for new Lin's outfit.
1: No? Well, okay. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to her, uh, her horse one.
0: I don't know about that, different. I mean, she's got, like, furs on this one, they're, like, yeah. on her shoulders, which I don't really like the look of.
1: I don't like the fur, oh, I see.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that does it. I don't think I have anything else. I mean, I burned my finger on pizza. Oh. Uh, I on made pizza some pizza less, huh? on pizza. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, uh, I made the pizza. I took it out of the yep. oven today uh-huh. and, um, that's why I'm currently nursing and I, uh, pulled it out of the oven, put it down. I started cutting it and, <laughs> uh, I was cutting it with like, you know, the pizza cutter And the Uh pizza crust had gotten kind of hard. So as I was cutting it, the pizza kind of like flung up as I was cutting. Like it stuck up. And it smacked against my finger and slathered it in like molten lava, uh, you know, marinara sauce and cheese. Uh, And so I was like, ah! Oh, no. I couldn't Uh like lick it because it was too hot. So I shoved my hand under the ice cold water. I was like, I'm going to feel this later. And now I am, and I'm totally feeling, feeling it right that? now. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I, I can see it's gonna blister probably.
1: Oh no. I hate yeah. it when that happens. So well, well we've learned our lessons from earlier on. Don't burst that. Just <laughs> yeah. leave it. So <laughs> Yeah. You you haven't cleared any more of those games off your bucket list? Uh, remember uh, when you bought Dishonored and stuff? And, I
0: have not. I have no. oh I have finished my second playthrough of Dishonored. I was finally like, You know what i'm fine. i'm back, I'm done, I've gone back to fire, I've gone back to dishonored, and I went and I beat it uh for the second time this time I did the high uh chaos run, which is just killing mm-hmm. everybody and basically not really giving a shit. The game yeah. is mm-hmm. super easy, I'd have to say when you'd play it on that mode. Just because, like, you don't have to be sneaky about anything, you don't have to worry about people seeing you, you can just go up to someone and slash at them, or go up to someone and knock them out. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, though, that playing it in high chaos mode, I noticed, one, there's definitely a difference between low chaos and high chaos. Um, yeah. Like, there are, there are differences where, like, you're going, I was going in through the game, and I was like, alright, so I go down this road. I'm like, whoa, where is everybody? And why is this full of blood flies? Oh, this is Uh because I've been killing people. Right. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is that, unlike in my sneaky playthrough, where I had very little confidence and stuff, here I'm full of confidence, so I'm just walking around freely, just like slash slash, kill, kill. And I'm just like, huh, I've never actually been in this area before because it was full of people. And I didn't want to really bother coming here because it didn't, you know, it's like, Oh, what's that note? Oh, that's interesting. A little bit of lore I missed out on before. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, it was interesting um, that all that actually uh, was something else I noticed. That not only does the game change based upon the decisions you make, but also I'm seeing more of the world of that game that I hadn't seen before because I was too worried about getting spotted.
1: Yeah, you get to appreciate it in two different ways. I I take it you prefer playing it through stealthly though
0: or much much more so because it's very it's just I like being sneaky, I don't like being seen and and like it it kinda gets a little bit stressful when like you have like three witches all attacking you at the same time. Just because if you Mm -hmm. get killed, your uh life doesn't automatically refill with uh, the energy or the life potions or health potions that you have you have mm-hmm. to manually go in and use them unlike mana which if you use your mana and you continually use it over and over again your mana potions will automatically be used
1: ah okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah Let's see so yeah it's yeah. uh it's a fun game i'm done with it i was thinking about what i can go and do next um I heard there was some uh, DLC that came out for South Park and the Fractured Butthole, but I looked it Uh up. There's no achievements for the game, for the new DLC, Ah. so I'm not very interested in it. I know I'm not an achievement whore or anything like that, but at the same time, like, if it's not going to add anything to my gamer score, I probably won't check it out. Um, Mm -hmm. Unless it's like a game that you can only play on, like, the PC or something. Yeah. Uh, I see. Okay. So I do have some other games here that I can go and give a look see. I might actually get back into Overwatch. Like just right. as like a time waster for like when I get home I can play a couple matches of Overwatch. And we'll mm-hmm. see what happens after that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that does it for yeah. my
1: IRL news. Okay, fair enough. All
0: right. Um
1: there's not really much for me to report on in terms of my life actually this week. So I'm going to just go straight into the community stuff. Um, and starting with episode 555 with previous part 1 we have two uh, two new comments really to kind of go over I'll skim over the other two because um it kind of goes into a conversation actually that's the most recent one where uh, Midnight Crew starts off by saying that a bit of complaints about Suzaku I'm not sure if how much of that is spoiler territory though but he justifies about how he doesn't like him about how um you know he's um loyally obedient to the violently cr- and cruelly anti-Japanese empire or something and then he does a bunch of horrible stuff to Kalen and stuff. So a b- bunch of plot stuff um, that I'm not sure is spoiler territory. So I'll just try to avoid that. And this actually does become a bit of like a conversation between him and Yotaro Vegeta. So if you are interested, I'd recommend just checking that out there. Um, though he does add in a bit about the Darling in the Franks thing, though. So he says, On the drama of Darling in the Franks, I get why people are pissed at Ichigo because I am as well. But I see that as a good thing. If a show can make me feel that strongly about a character... It's done something right in the end. She's an emotional teen who does some questionable stuff because she can't tell where her concern for hero ends, and her selfish desires begin. Nothing wrong with, about her uh, about writing her like that, unless you're a hero ex Ichigo shipper I suppose. And then it says, finally, I can see where Joey is coming from in regarding to the censorship of DxD. That stuff really bugs me as well, not because I care about them boobies, but because I don't want someone else to decide what is and isn't appropriate for me to look at. Shame they decided to ruin a show that's all about to sexy by censoring it. Their loss, I suppose, indeed. It probably will actually translate to losses in terms of monetary stuff.
0: in, it, in Potentially. So. But, I mean, I've actually yeah. seen um, the uncensored uh-huh. stuff now because I went and saw some screenshots that from the... Yeah. Uh, The uncensored broadcasts that are happening over in Japan only. And uh, it looks good. Like, I don't know. I just, it makes no sense that they censored it. No sense Mm. at all. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I am perfectly happy to just throw Funimation under the bus for that one.
0: Which, of course, Funimation (laughs) said it's not their fault, but, you know, whatever. Mm
1: -hmm, I suppose, yeah. Until further evidence. (laughs) I go by guilty until proven innocent, dang it. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to hear. So does that mean you're going to continue watching the Japanese release of it or something? Well, I mean,
0: I'm not watching, I can't watch the Japanese release just because, Ah. I mean, I can do the uncensored version, but the, uh, Mm um, the subgroup I follow that does all the, um, the main subs I do just because I'd have to go to Nya and I'd have to find the uncensored stuff and the uncensored stuff is done by a group that isn't doing it on like a, dedicatedly regular basis. So mm-hmm. there's no... There's no guarantee they'll continue doing it.
1: Ah, right, okay. Right, so... Until it's something stable, maybe mm-hmm. when, unless it's all finished and you can f- easily access it, I guess you're gonna... Exactly, I mean, I, I did
0: the same yeah. thing for when they censored um, the second season of uh, Shin Mao No Testament.
1: Oh yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even a Triage X... That was an anime that I was interested in seeing when it came out, and then it was, like, censored. Um, even even uh, Shinometa.
1: Oh, I didn't even know they would censor something like that. I mean, that Yeah, they, come... <laughs>
0: they censored Shinometa, like, late into the anime. They show, like, censorship on it, and it's like, what? Why did you mm-hmm. wait till now? Like, uh, And then I looked back, and I was like, oh, there was nothing really to censor before. And all of a sudden, they're doing it now, and I was like, okay, I'll skip this.
1: Huh, okay, so that, is that, to this day, have you not finished it or something because of that,
0: or? Yeah, I've finish never it? finished Shinometa. Shino huh? Oh, wow, okay, fair enough. I think I've made it to, like, episode, uh, jees. maybe episode five or six of that anime? Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I just, like, had to turn around and walk away, because I was just like, no, nah, I don't want to see the censorship, like, I came for uncensored, that's... I've come for yeah. the full Monty. I don't want your, mm-hmm. don't want your stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's bothered me about recently. Is um, I've been trying to get back into JoJo's, um, and I'm on um Stardust Crusaders, which is the third, the third oh, part of the JoJo's. Like Bizarre all the Adventure. censorship
0: they do with smoking.
1: Oh yeah, that's the thing, I came across it Like Jotaro gets a cigarette out And suddenly there's a fucking black bar across his face You can see the cigarette light But you can't yep. see the... I, I just thought, this is this is ridiculous This is actually this, the dumbest thing How come smoking deserves to get this across I understand perhaps they're decapitated dogs But they kill like 12 dogs per episode anyway um, But um, the smoking was just where I, I drew the line So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to try and Find a ve- find a way of watching it uncensored because it's like I I don't want to keep on watching JoJo like that because <laughs> it's like it's good it's good artwork here just let's not ruin this with this these pointless black bars or you know I guess there's no creative way to hide this that's not time consuming and cost expensive but you know actually there might be a follow up to what you're what you're mentioning with the um in regards to the high school DxD stuff but because uh, I think someone else comments about this later on um Midnight Crew also uh okay I skipped the gs talk but he also does mention about how he enjoyed Crossange. Um it sucked in some ways but it was awesome in others and you know there's that I, I, A lot of people seem to have watched this anime that i didn't really hear about until recently but you know uh it's already been reviewed on the site then shield comes in and this is about the dxd thing actually so shield says i don't know where you watch your anime joseph but i've also been watching dxd hero uncensored since day one Also, as an avid reader of high school DXD light novels, I am actually happy that the new season chose to stick with the light novel canon with episode 0. To light novel fans, DXD Born was a travesty which completely disregards plot of of the light novel, which I suspect was the main reason for the change in studios. As for the quality of the animation, I can definitely agree that a drop in quality would cause me to drop a series, but I'll confess that I have a bias to the more modern looking animation, as long as it doesn't look... T- look obviously uh, no doesn't look absolutely terrible so <laughs> i guess he didn't really point out a place that he is watching it uncensored if there was like an easy english version he has access to uh perhaps you could share that <laughs> uh but yeah i guess that's the comments for that one uh, moving on to the most recent episode and there's already four comments on this and you just posted this yesterday this is episode 556 previous part two mm-hmm Zelda uh, just comes in straight off with like, and here come the police because I think you mentioned like lollies about three times, as well as like Oni chans and stuff during the description. Like the
0: first, the first few lines, I was like, whoa boy, it's a doozy. Um, yeah, we got lollies calling us Oni Chan, lollies shooting guns, and yeah. lollies <laughs> in the it. news.
1: When I read, sometimes that's part of the fun for when it does release. I have to go check on the site. It's like, okay, what, what, what have you described the episode as? And this one was like, whoa boy, <laughs> yep. I can hear the sirens now. Uh, Then Yotaro Vegeta came in with, um, I couldn't believe you for not knowing where Tim's name... No, I couldn't blame you for not knowing where Tim's name comes from, Andy. I believe he only mentioned once that uh, that his internet handle, Tim the Enchanter, comes from Monty Python. And that was hundreds of episodes ago. He doesn't even call himself Tim the Enchanter on the podcast. So it just sounds like some dude named Tim in a podcast with a Gundam, which he later corrects to a gear. Then he finally <laughs> uh, rounds it up with, um, "Recently, my little sister is unusual is a delightfully little is a delightful little tale." Another anime podcast referred to it as "ghost rape" and "P the anime." Uh, any comment on that? I don't know what it means by "ghost rape" and "P." My little something sister. Something like that happen? Yeah, you know is the. Is unusual. Oh, wait a second. That's not the one you were reviewing with the... Emo- no, okay. I don't know what that show is. Uh, N- none of us have seen this show, then, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he was talking about the right thing. Um, ah, okay.
1: No, I, this, I got mixed up. I thought it was the one you you reviewed, but actually this is the this was in that top ten list that I mentioned. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. Neither of us oh, have seen the
0: show. Oh, right, yeah, okay, okay, so... Screw me off. The plot <laughs> for this is High School Girl kanazaki uh-huh. inherits an older brother when her mother remarries a fellow divorcee with a son soon after uh-huh. her new stepdad is transferred overseas and her mother follows him there of course leaving meets uh, Mits- mitsuki to live alone with her new stepbrother yuya feelings abandoned feeling abandoned by her mother she stays distant from yuya Uh, never really getting along with him very well, nor even keeping a conversation with him. One day, Mitsuki is visited by an angel-slash-ghost named Hiyori, who takes over her body and makes sexual advances towards Yuya. Hiyori is the lost spirit of a girl who... Who in... uh, who in life loved Yuya deeply. However, she died before she could confess her feelings and thus cannot reach the gates of heaven and obtain eternal peace. In order to reach heaven, he already puts a (laughs) chastity belt on Mitsuki that fills up every time Mitsuki has sexual feelings for Yuya, whether it be from simply going on a date with him to kissing and sex. For every time it fills up a little, Hiyori gains a step on a bridge that connects her current situation and the literal gates of heaven. If Mitsuki doesn't help her, then it will result in both their deaths. If she wants to get rid of the annoying Hiyori, Mitsuki must, or has to make some bold and sexy moves against her own brother, even if he is just a stepbrother. As the series progresses, Mitsuki questions if the feelings towards her brother are of true love that goes beyond just brother and sister, or if they are a result of Hiarte's feelings towards him. <laughs> wow, it got
1: it got worse as you read it. It's amazing how they kept sticking. Step- as soon as they mentioned the chat, was it Chastity Belt? I was like, whoa, what the? Just going more and more upping the ante as I went along. This next yeah, level. the Chastity
0: Belt reminds me of. Shit, I'm gonna I can't remember the name of the anime, but it's the anime where the dude is like a big gamer and uh-huh. a goddess shows up and puts like a ring around his neck, and he must now uh successfully remove the negative energies from like a bunch of different women.
1: Um
0: wait, oh oh, oh, uh, fucking... The the world God only knows. Yes, the world God only knows. So, ah. that chastity belt sounds kind of like his neck thing, in the sense that if they don't do their job, um, mm-hmm. it will kill them, and it both revolves around them having to do mm-hmm. basically, like, romantic or sexual things. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess
1: already how it ends, though. Like, you know, she has to do all these acts in order to get to heaven, but I bet the whole thing is is at the end... She can go to heaven, but then she finds that she just wants to stay with him. That's better than heaven or something. Or she does like actually that.
0: go to heaven, and then it turns out that, like, we're like, no, wait. Hiyori then starts to realize that Mitsuki actually has feelings for Yuya, and so she's like, oh, I'm gonna go to heaven now. Have fun, you two. And then uh, uh-huh. uh, Mitsuki is just like, oh, nichan chan! What are oh, we gonna boy. do on the bed? What <laughs> mm, oh are we kind of do on the bed?
1: <laughs> oh my god, bring it all back! Oh god.
0: Yeah, so there you go. That's yeah. what um, recently my little sister is unusual. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> <laughs> right, thanks for <laughs> thanks for bringing that subject into into the light, Gotaru. <laughs> it was great. Uh, moving on to the forums, we have um, the most recent topic, which was pilgrimage about a real life location featured in an anime that you would like to go visit someday. This was suggested by user Zaldera, so thanks for that. And the first mm. response actually comes from the well, poster himself. So uh we have with the formalities done, I would like a pilgrimage to Washinomiya Shrine in Kuki in Kuki, formerly Washiyama Wash. Well, no sorry, Washimiya, Saitama Prefecture, Japan, as portrayed in Lucky Star. It is the shrine whose Tori gate uh gate archway that appears at the entrance to such uh, to such shrines. Um and it appears in the opening, as well as being the shrine that Hiragi sisters work at as Miko uh, in one episode. Uh, Another mention would be the Toyosato Elementary School in Toyosato, Shiga Prefecture, as portrayed in Kaon, Which I'm surprised it's actually an elementary school, because I'm pretty sure they were high school aged, like they were just starting high school in that show. It's a bit far out of the way, but it's interesting to see how much detail of the school grounds Kyoani recreated in the anime. The building itself has attempted to recreate the rooms as seen in the anime, and then he also um, gives an honorable side tangent which mentions uh, Hong Kong, which um, is seen as like a inspiration for locations featured in many sci-fi, cyberpunk-esque urban sort of environments featured in things like uh, Ghost in the Shell. Um, you know, and stuff like that. So if you want to fill post, I'd, I'd recommend going towards that. But yeah, that's a little side, side note there as well. Uh, the next post comes from Midnight Crew, who says, uh, My main destination would be the village of Hinamizawa from Higurashi, minus the insanity and death. It's probably one of the largest anime locations that you can actually visit in real life, since it's closely based on the entire village, Shirakawa Go, in Gifu Prefecture. Another would be one of those beautiful European cities you see in a lot of shows. While I'm sure there are better examples that only ones that come to mind are from Kino's Journey, both the old and the new, the wide cobblestone streets with the tall box-like buildings, Um, I believe those can mostly be found in places like Australia and Switzerland nowadays. True. Thank you. And then our next comment comes in from Rampant AI, who says, While visiting Japan is on my bucket list, few of the re- real-life locations there would be on my anime tour list. I'd visit Tokyo and Mount Fuji regardless of their role in anime. Rather, most of those at the top of my anime location list are fictional, and some outright fantasy. Fuyuki City from Fate series comes to mind, for one, or the forest from Princess Mononoke. I understand the latter was inspired by the real-life mountain, mountains in northern Honshu, as well as the wildlife refuge in the island of Yukushima. So perhaps visiting those would suffice instead. But if I could visit a setting from Cowboy Bebop that would include Alba City on a terraformed Mars as well as the orbital colonies in the belt like uh, Tijuana, then I'd be in heaven. Of course, uh, this is a topic I was going to save for later, which was the fictional locations. And then the last post on this topic is by Yotaro Vegeta who simply forwards images um, and mentions that it would definitely be Shinjuku. I'd I'd just be a hack and say Shinjuku you remember this place from such anime as your name and it probably has been many others uh, to mention and the two foes is, is the location at night and it does look quite nice the architecture and the cityscape on it so good locations overall thank you for all the input uh what about you joseph
0: uh well i mean obviously oh. japan it, it, uh-huh. like that i can't think of anything else really just like Japan in general, just like there's a lot of places in Japan, uh, a lot of like the big cities, the countryside, like so many different areas in Japan that I want to visit.
2: Hmm.
1: Um. Yeah. Any Any place in particular that stands out? Like, would you, would you be Mount Fuji as well,
0: or uh, would you? Not, would you be more I'm the same not stuff, a or? big mountain guy. Um. I'd probably uh, yeah. be more about like Osaka with the hot springs. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um or any place that has like really good food. Um Ooh, okay. which Osaka mm-hmm. might be good for food too because it seems like a nice tourist location so they probably have like a good spread of food there. Maybe oh, maybe like an actual Japanese festival like you know the ones you see in anime oh. all the fucking time where it's just right. they all set up the shops outside and they all have like you know, like the the mm-hmm. fish mm-hmm. one with like the little paper thing or the the like the water balloons you get with like the hook or the uh Mm -hmm. or even like the uh one where like you chisel out the little um the figurine or or the you know like the the shape out of like the was it it, like candy or something like that
1: uh yeah i think it's candy Mm
0: -hmm. so like just going to like one of those actual festivals and like buying cotton candy and and candied apples and and Popcorn and all sorts of other stuff, and just walking around and seeing like people wearing like uh yukatas and stuff like that, just like that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, you do the full thing that works, you'd, you'd wear one too, right?
0: Yeah, I'd wear one yeah. too. You know, I'd, I'd do like the whole thing where I'd find someone who could like be like, All right, so this is how you put the obi. Do guys wear obis? No, girls wear obis, I right? I
1: think the girls that wear obis, yeah.
0: So, like, just a sash, like, just this is how you do the sash, so you like you can tie it up and stuff like that, and, like, get the... Is it Geita? Is that the wood shoes? Geita?
1: Uh, I'm not very knowledgeable on that, maybe? Someone could probably correct us at some point if if we're wrong.
0: Maybe? Uh, Geita, yep, Uh, Geita. It's the wooden Japanese shoes, just to see what that's like. I'll walk around Mm -hmm. on those. So, uh, yeah, I'd I'd be more than interested in, like, attending an actual Japanese festival.
1: Cool, right. Okay, so... There we go. More of the marketplaces and the foods. Perhaps the Kobe beef then if you're in Osaka. Sample some of the very famous beef they have there. Uh, Oh, by the way, there's one I told to refresh the page by the server. Um, Because Queen Inoue then froze in that uh, she would like to visit Akihabara. That's showed up in anime. Totally down for it. Which, you know, most people will know is the prime location for anybody who's into otaku-based stuff. Whether it be gaming or anime The whole works, you know. It's the central hotspot of it all, as it were. So, I guess that would probably be on your list too. You'd probably go visit Akihabara?
0: Yeah, Akihabara. I don't know if I'd, like, really visit that. Like, that would be, like, one of my main destinations. Just because, like, you go there and, like, even as, like, a... You know, you do the tourist thing, so I could probably get away with it. But, like, I don't want to instantly be labeled because... The Japanese oh. people love to label. And as soon as you walk into one oh, yeah. of those like anime here, it's just like, oh, he's he's a dirty otaku or something like that. And it's just like, <laughs> I want to enjoy my time here. I'll save that for the last day.
1: Right. Okay. I don't want to like
0: enough. just people being like, oh, like, you know, he's a foreigner. So cool. Oh, he likes anime. Ugh.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. However, as they say gross, I can't remember what they say. Um, Kimoi. Yeah, it was, that's the way. yeah. I was thinking like they do that thing with it, gross. Um, yeah, fair enough. I get that. Would you? Would you visit like a? Would you do the thing where you visit like a maid cafe, like at least once or oh, something?
0: Hell yes, I'd visit a maid oh, yeah. cafe. Go to G Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> there's there's different themed ones as well based on what you're into, right? So there's like more more cute. Yeah. I've heard bad things about sundere once, so you don't want to visit a sundere.
0: I'll go to the yandere cafe um where like there probably is one of those. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I definitely I I'll find it. I will find it. Find I'll be like yandere sense is tingling. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> like I'll find like a back alley that just like leads to this dark maid cafe and it's just like I'm here and then just like one of them just pops up behind me and like puts a knife in a sheath behind me like welcome to the and it's just like I'm home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I <I've>
0: found it. <laughs> and uh, then that is the last uh, you've ever heard of Red.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you're never seen again. That's it. That's why it has to be your last day visiting there, because it is literally your last day there on the earth, in fact. Yeah. So yep. there we go. <laughs> Good topic overall. Yeah. Thanks for the posting that. Thanks for the suggestions out there. <laughs> uh, but I think without, with that, I don't really have thought of already, so I'm just going to move on. We can probably go to news now.
0: Alright. News it is. So, uh, yeah, I got an interesting one here. We got um, All Home Connections. It's uh, one of those analytical people, which are all the rage right now in the news. Uh, They went around and did a Tests to analyze uh, the nerdom of uh, the geekiest states in America. Yep. Uh, basically, they looked at three key factors. Geeky interest rank, nerd retailer rank, and high-speed internet rank. They combined the scores, weighed the metrics, and voila, nerd rankings. Which, this is where, I mean, I kind of have trouble believing that this is completely accurate. Just because the... All home connections looked at searches for Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter, cosplay, anime, Lord of the Rings, Magic the Gathering, dragons, or Dungeons and Dragons, Game of Thrones, and Warhammer forty K. However, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot more stuff that makes you geeky and nerdy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. in America than just those things. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. even look like for maybe Pokemon. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like a big thing that you should be looking at if you want to look for. For that, for like geeky, um,
1: maybe, maybe because Pokemon almost like it kind of goes, it gets a pass as like a popular sort of media where it's like you can still be kind of a casual normie and still like Pokemon, like with the Pokemon Go thing. So maybe it's like, yeah, you can be a geek and like Pokemon, but like this. Oh, how of about Dragon Ball? Geeks, but like, mm, again, it's like one of those things that a lot of people who aren't into anime at least know of, like, and still at least have watched. Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh would be now if you're if you're interested in it now in 2018. Yeah, for sure because Naruto of, it's or Bleach. Really, ooh, see,
0: they're they're I, kind I of old. And remember, Bleach is done; yeah. it's all over with. Naruto's still going, so it could still be popular. Mm-hmm. But Bleach is over and done with.
1: I guess so, yeah, okay. Ble- Bleach, I'd give it. It's just like, with anime, like, if someone goes like, oh yeah, I- I'm into anime and I- I've watched Death Note and stuff, it's like, well, you know, Death Note's one of those shows that I like the show, but it's an anime that I can easily get people who aren't into anime to watch. You know? So it's not an easy indicator for if is actually into geeky stuff. Alright, so...
0: Well, yeah. besides those terms, uh, analysts also uh-huh. looked at which states were most friendly to fandom and collectors by finding the number of pop culture conventions, comic book stores, video game retailers, and tabletop game stores per capita. The last yep. and lowest weighed metrics was the percentage of households with high-speed internet, which, you know, huh. goes to the, say, like, if you're geeky, you you're typically on the internet a lot, which I won't disagree with. Um
1: Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. You
0: know, you're streaming, you're recording, you're downloading.
1: Well and arguably a lot of people do Netflix. A lot of normies normies will just like stream HD on Netflix, right? So that's kind of True, also, although
0: Netflix yeah. is supposed to be very low bandwidth now just because it's oh. such great, it's such and such demand um, that they they ways to ways like, not tax your internet your in such terrible ways. Ways, uh, just because like you're usually like got Netflix up and you're doing something else on the internet at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I see. Okay, well that's good that they've managed to streamline the whole thing. Good, important. So
0: yeah. uh Anyways, the area the area's most anime centric. It might surprise you, uh, but despite being lower on the overall nerdy scale, the South and Midwest states have some serious anime fans. Anime was the top-searched fandom in Kansas, Arkansas, Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia, South Carolina, and Mississippi. And, of course, California was representing the otaku as well as the top-searched term. Uh, Which states have the most nerd-friendly retailer access? For that, you're going to have to head northeast. New Hampshire, the geekiest state overall, is the first in retailer ranking. Massachusetts is second, and Connecticut is third. Ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. However, overall, the metrics combined, here's your top 20 lists. Number 20, Kentucky. Number 19, New Mexico. Number 18, Hawaii. Number 17, Delaware. Number 16, West Virginia. Number 15, Oregon. Number 14, Connecticut. Number 13, Ohio. Number 12, uh, Utah. Number 11, Nevada. Number 10, Idaho. Number 9, Wyoming. Number 8, Washington. Number 7, Rhode Island. Number 6, North Dakota. Number 5, Montana. Number 4, Alaska. Number 3, Maine. Number 2, Vermont. And at number 1, the geekiest state in America, New Hampshire.
1: Woo! Well done. You guys did it, I guess.
0: Um, yeah. Sur- is that a surprise? Or, or what, I, or- well, I mean, what I found surprising is that one of the least geeky states in America is yep. New York. New York oh, right, is okay. among yeah. the top. let see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Top seven or top seven, eight, eight, sorry, top eight least geeky states in America. Hmm. Yeah, you know, With Texas also being up there. Texas, Florida, oh, yeah. and <laughs> New York are, like, up there on not very geeky at all.
1: Huh. Texas, Texas doesn't surprise me, but, uh, yeah, maybe New York, yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's just the population density or something makes the numbers shift a bit. I'm not sure.
0: It's also, I think, where just, like, a lot of old people move to, because a lot of old people have their homes in Florida and then they'll have summer homes in New York state. Mhm. Oh, oh, Queen of okay. says uh, her state of Connecticut oh. was up there.
1: Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very good.
0: So yeah, uh, congratulations to anyone who lives in a state that's very geeky. Yeah.
1: Oh. Mhm. Oh, she's in Utah. Th- uh, is Utah's number door? 12, Queen. Oh, okay. Oh, even higher up. Well done. Whoop whoop. Where is Utah? I can't see it on this map. Oh, there It's It's like a game. I was like, where are these states? Oh, that's not a city. Okay. I what? thought Dakota was a city.
0: North Dakota. No, it's actually...
1: Oh, North Dakota and South Dakota are both different states. Yep. I'm learning a lot. This would be would... like killer to have to learn as a yeah, kid. Yeah, we
0: have a lot of that. We have like North Carolina and South Carolina, North Dakota, South Dakota.
1: I guess that does make things a bit easier. There's less names, so it's like, okay, you could have like Colorado, South Colorado, or something like that. Then again, you'd get rid of New Mexico, if you did that.
0: Okay. So we have Virginia enough. and West Virginia.
1: Ah, yeah. I I already know. Um, I only know West Virginia because of the Lauren Hardy sketch where they sing the song about West Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Are there? Yep. So yeah. Cool. 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 So yeah. might uh, might Yeah. -hmm. Geeky states. Geeky states. Um, my my news is just basically pretty much like a mention. To be honest, it's just an alert because it's a update to a previous article I posted about um, Martian Mad Martian the anime that got cancelled halfway through its not halfway but partially near the end of its um release. Episode eleven and twelve got cancelled. So this is a little bit of flash news just to say that. It is actually going to be, it's been revealed on a magazine clipping that the Blu-rays are coming out, and the last two episodes are definitely going to be on it, the two ones that are thought to have been lost, so there's that. They'll also be airing sometime in May on ATX, Tokyo MX, and BS11. I guess those are channels, I don't really know what those are. But yeah, those are apparently where they're going to be airing. So I guess fans of that show will be happy to know that they're actually going to get a conclusive ending. I, for one, however, was not really taken with it from episode one, so I, I don't really mind either way. But there you go. Um, it's still nice to hear that people who were invested at least will get some sort of closure, as it were, with it. So there's that. That's all I really had this week. News was a bit dry.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe that uh, anime got cancelled because it was like really poor, sh- shoddy like, <laughs> oh, animation. All sorts of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I showed you the screenshots last time and the GIFs. It looks shoddy. There's bits where their eyes are in line. They're, they look off-model. And um, it was like, they're under-budgeted, understaffed, and I believe the director left during it. And I think that's the biggest one. Is if your director leaves, then
0: you completely lose your vision. Oh yeah, your direction. Going, so. no, that's what yeah. the director's for. Directing. <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly. Like There's a reason why they take all the credit for when something succeeds, but also if it fails, it's because they have so much responsibility on there. They're trusted with that. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, there's that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I think mm-hmm. that uh, we just got a couple news this peak. So uh, we'll go right into our previews. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no, in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no, in a world? It's not that kind of movie. And I will kick things off with the anime I'm previewing called Last Period. So this was actually an anime that uh, I kind of got clued in on when I did that news about um, the uh, Higurashi characters showing up in Last Period. Yep, yep. So this is an anime that is based off of a smartphone game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Basically Fire Emblem Heroes the anime. Um, Mm -hmm. It's... You definitely need to play the game to understand who the characters are because the anime just immediately starts up, gives you maybe like three or four or five lines of um, exposition, and then it just jumps straight into these characters, uh, their names being said, and then them fighting uh, something called a spiral, which kind of looks like like, uh, the... You know that teddy bear, like that had like the two faces from the anime, where like everyone was like battle royale. Danganronpa. Right, so it's basically like just like the full black version of that teddy bear, with like the Mm -hmm. evil smile and like the like the red on it, and like the fight. Yeah, the edgy teddy, and so like they fight Mm -hmm. it, they destroy it, and um they go back to their uh their uh HQ, I guess you could say. Yeah. Number eight. And uh, it's closed down, and they can't get inside. Um, there's a letter, or a map, I guess, that takes them to another building that's pretty run down. And it uh, turns out that someone had stolen all of their uh, their zenny, basically. And uh, they have to, they lost all their other people. And that this group is the last group of people, the last adventurers that could, you know, potentially help them out try to regain their position. Um, And so they're basically working for nothing. They go out uh, to this town where the mayor of the town is just full of money puns Uh where he'll he's, he's like calling them money. Uh, He he's, uh, he's like, you know, shut your money makers and listen for a second. They're like, (laughs) he's like, Oh, that'll be a huge paycheck. Mm Hmm. Just stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but he's also quite stingy because he doesn't want to pay them up front or something. Yeah,
0: right? like when they're like, yeah. wait, 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 you have to pay us up front. That's what it says in the contract. And he's like, Shh, kids these yeah. days. Uh, no, <laughs> no, like I'll pay you afterwards. Like I've got so much money and, you know, and that's when another group shows up called Wiseman. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, Wiseman. Yes. Man. Uh-huh. And they do a little dance and they're like, all right, <laughs> you'll pay us even less and we'll get rid of the spirals for you. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, well, that sounds great. And they're like, and we take credit card, too. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, we'll, man. and we'll give you re- rewards and points towards anything you, you hire us for. And He's like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. of course, the group of adventurers that we're following, which, uh, by the way, I'll mention this real quickly. We got two girls and two guys. We got one dude who's got goat horns and is very muscular. Yeah. Um, Looks pretty good for his age. And yeah, yeah. we got, uh, he's pretty young too. We got another character, which is our main character. Has like a red sash around his waist. You know, he's mm-hmm. hes the go happy, go lucky. Yeah, team, we can do it if we just believe kind of guy. Yeah, um,
1: protagonist.
0: Mm-hmm. We got the mage girl who's like, she's kind of like the reasonable one. Where she's just like, we're not doing it if it's, we're not getting paid. No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And then we have another character that I really don't know anything about who looks like a bunny girl. I think that's what the look they're going for. But one of her, yeah. quote, ears is like a feather that's shoved in her head. Yeah. So, um, and she mm. has this thing where, like, she's always eating. So she's got that going for her, if you like those characters. And she's got a she, deadpan voice as well. She's got the deadpan voice and she doesn't do anything thus far. Um, mm-hmm. so they get challenged to a one-on-one fight and, uh, they go to the battle and the wise man summon a, a five-star gold <laughs> character, a beast man from another uh, world who shows up yeah. and he's and yeah. the, the sa- red sash wearing dudes like, I can't fight him. He's a five-star character. He's so much more powerful and like, I can't do that. And out of the blue comes this chick in a, uh a carriage that she's pulling along. And she's like, oh, why don't you just summon another hero? And they're Uh like, summon another hero. What do you mean? And she's like, oh, haven't you heard? It's the latest and greatest craze here. Give me some Luna stones, put it in here and you'll be able to summon a hero and they'll be able to join your team and fight and help you win. And they're like, all right, well, we'll pay this much, uh, you know, zenny to summon." And she's like, I actually don't take Zenny. Um, I only take yen, and they're and and of course it's like, oh, you mean actual Japanese yen? Because this is based yeah, upon know. the game. So, so I was basic. like, oh. and the, and she's like, all right, well here, I'll give you a a first try. You know, like all fucking the games yeah. do. It's just like here, one first orb to summon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they summon and they get basically a bronze character, or no, not even bronze. Bronze is three stars um what is a one star character copper
1: Uh, yeah it's something like it's like those grayish yeah Yeah, so
0: they get a one star character that is summoned from another world and it's like even worse because it's a fire type unit um Mm -hmm. (laughs) the one guy that they have on the other team is a water type guy and so they end up fighting of course they lose However, yeah. Wise Man is uh, told to uh, pull back and to abandon the mission. Yeah, and so the the uh, the group there of adventurers gets to go and fight the spirals. Uh, they don't earn any money doing it though, because um, Wise Men took the money ahead of time. Ah, like, they got the money and they ran, oh, and. And uh, yeah, so then we get uh, we get a little scene where we see wise men at their base, and we see who is probably the one who stole all the money in the first place. It's the guild, uh, basically like the, the accountant. I'd have to say because the uh-huh. only two people left in the guild uh, that this adventure has belonged to is the accountant. I believe it's the accountant and the uh, the head, you know, the head lady. And uh-huh. the head lady, I don't know if she doesn't know, but, like, the accountant, like, it's very obvious because the accountant's, like, just wearing, like, a black mask, you know, like, you know, little eye mask like Robin wears from Batman across her face. And, yeah, yeah. you know, she's mm-hmm. talking with, like, a oh-ho-ho-ho ho, ho, kind of laugh to um, her. And yeah. mm-hmm. I don't, maybe it's a, a twin of her, but whatever happened, like, it... Seems like she's got the money. Um, yeah. And then we cut back to the guild again, and the adventurers are showing up there. And, of course, there's the other girl again, the one who probably stole the money's there. And she's all happy they're back. And it's like, oh, you're back safe. That's great. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they have to live at this uh, building now that they are all residing in because the all their belongings have been uh, repossessed. Just because, like, all the belongings were partly uh, under, I guess, like, under, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ownership by the guild. So when the guild mm-hmm. went under and the guild had to sell everything because it lost all of its zenny, the uh, the adventurers lost their places to stay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, <laughs> the only thing I thought was, like, I thought it'd be a sweet moment, but it was kind of ruined too, which i didn't really care for was like the the one girl the evil girl who probably stole the money he's like "Oh, aren't you gonna go check your your home as well uh to like the happy-go-lucky guy and he's like no it's okay as long as i got the you know bunny girl here i'll be fine like she's the only one i care about anyways and it's like i was like <laughs> oh that's kind of sweet and like she does a karate chop in his stomach and like i'm like oh she's embarrassed and she's just like Don't ever say that about our belongings. It's like we need that shit to live, and I'm just like, (laughs) well, at least she's realistic. But still, like, did she not feel anything for like the fact that he was basically saying like she's my everything?
1: Oh, um, I guess maybe she just takes it for granted. Like she thinks it's a given. That's a nice way of looking at it.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know who these characters are really. I. Besides, yeah, I didn't even say their names because it's not important. Because I'm not going to watch this anime anymore because yeah, it it's like very light on the plot, uh, just uh-huh. like an a regular smartphone you know gotcha mm-hmm. game is, um, yep. and it just seems like it's going to be about like oh what do they summon this time oh ha 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 they summon another character who's have like no power level of course like the last episode or something they'll summon the ultra rare powerful shiny version of this character. And it's going to be like fucking Saber yeah. from uh, from <laughs> Fates Day Night. Night It's going to yeah. show up and just mm-hmm. be like, <laughs> just punish all of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of just amounts to like, it's kind of like silly gags, but the gags are only really, they only really hit home if you actually play the game, which, you know, that's not happening. Exactly.
0: So, <laughs> so I haven't yeah. played the game. I'm not going to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no interest in the plot or, well, the yeah. the anime. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll just sp- I'll sk- skip in that one.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I probably would have been more likely to have kept watching it if they had maybe reworked it and made it. I, I was kind of more charmed by Wiseman than the main group. I thought they, I thought they were kind of funny, but
0: you know, I would have been would be more also. interested too if it like the summons that they had were actually like other characters from other anime.
2: Oh, and not well, just be really like cool.
0: like just random. You know characters that like didn't matter at all like if they summon like oh all of a sudden like fucking Vash's Stampede shows up or like oh there's like <laughs> or or just like you know like uh, Doraemon shows up <laughs> or something like that it's mm. like oh no we're gonna lose hard and like they don't yeah. stick around like they just disappear again but just like they show up they do something. And, you know, kind of like Smash Brothers. Think of it like that. You yeah. got the characters, <laughs> they're fighting each other, and then, like, you have items that drop on the field, you throw it, and all of a sudden you got a fucking Pokemon helping you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if they can't get around it, because, like, you know, they have, they'd have to make a lot of deals with other companies to do so, they could make them close enough to those characters that we'd get it, but, like, different enough where they won't get sued,
0: you know? Well, I mean, but. I think they could even do it where it's just, like, promotion for like even if they did it with like other gacha game stuff where it's just like there's so many gacha games out there that use popular characters fate stay night fire emblem heroes you got uh poke pokemon go basically so many out yep. there that you could have mm-hmm. just gone and it's just like oh we, we summon pikachu it's electrical mouse type and it's like huh i wonder what world that's from and of course all the otaku are like oh, it's pikachu
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I I get that. That'd be kinda cool. Uh, but yeah, alas. It's it's only it's very self contained, it's for its games. The best you can hope for is the Higurashi reference, I suppose, then that you mentioned. Yeah,
0: that was like the only thing I saw that was like that had me hoping that there'd be more about it that'd be more about like, oh, it's gonna be summoning other anime characters, but then it was like it only happens once and it's like a gag moment. And it's just that and it's just like well shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Huh.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I have the same sort of approach. I'm probably not gonna keep on watching it either. So.
0: Yeah, same, same. it didn't. It didn't grab me.
1: Okay. Uh, well, uh, I guess move on to my preview here. Swiftly along. It's my preview today. Is gonna be call of an anime called Hisoni to Masotan, which. Uh, by Studio Bones. I was going to go over the plot first. Uh, it kind of over, overview what happens in it. A story begins as the protagonist is in high school. So, so but it doesn't. It doesn't end. Uh, it doesn't really end there for that long because um we get a time skip. And she's basically wondering about what she's going to do if there's something that only she can do. She looks out the windows and sees some jets flying overhead. And while she's driftily gazing at those, she decides, okay, uh, I'm going to fill in my job survey as I want to go straight into work and I also want to work for the um the Japanese Air Defence Force. So, there you go. After some shots of some jets taking off at an Air Force base, um, Amakasu, which is the name of our uh, protagonist, is at a desk job at the military, and she's interrupted by a superior telling her to deliver a, some sort of papers to Hangar 8. Uh, but still, something's a bit off, because as she's leaving, the superiors are like, oh, who would have guessed it would have to be her, or whatever will become of her now. So it's kind of suspicious. And even more still, is. Hangar 8 that she's told to go to isn't on any of the maps or any of the signposts, but thanks to an old lady who is offering her refreshments and then giving her a free um, strawberry drink, she points her towards the right direction and she finds it. Uh, when Ana gets there, the hangar is dark and it's empty, and she su- suspects that this is all part of some hazing process now that she's joined the military, while she approaches a large pool of water. Now, the next sequence of events is a little confusing, I don't really get it. Amakasu hears a weird sound and feels a vibration in the room, so she turns away from the pool as it starts bubbling, opens her phone to at a video of what I can assume is her pet cat back at home, while a large dragon emerges from the water and proceeds to eat her. Later on, we see that she's in the hospital now, and it's explained that what we just saw is called an OTF, or Organic Transforming Flyer. These are, have existed since ancient times, uh, and grant they grant abundant wealth to whatever nations they've lived in. As such, they are heavily sought after, and because of that, it's a long-standing practice to hide the existence of these OTFs throughout history. This is shown in the style of that parody's old Japanese paintings, as we see them being hidden amongst kites and banners, until we reach the present day, where it's the, the responsibility of the Japanese Air Self-Defense Force to look after these OTFs. And it is at this point that our heroine has been selected to be a D pilot, or dragon pilot, of an OTF, as she was not only chosen by this OTF when it chose to eat her, uh, but also her flexible character in that she was very quick to sort of swallow these sorts of um, concepts being told to her, um, so showing that she has a very flexible sort of personality. Anyway, we learned some things about the dragon, about how its metabolism causes its body to heat up, and thus it typically needs to fly in order to stay healthy. Uh, or stay submerged in cold water. We see Amakasa's new roommate, who is a very animated delinquent type character who intends to bully her, and before she's able to digest anything that's, that's going on, she is thrust in front of the dragon and instructed to put on some helmet piece and let the dragon eat her again so she can pilot it. This is all too much for the recruit to handle and she explodes <coughs> uh, everyone, ranting off about uh, every complaint she has about the situation before storming off to call her mum. One of the young mechanic guys is in charge of the OTFs, Um, finds her near the smoking shed and she talks about how she has problems um, uh, the way she always says things directly that's in her mind and she always says what she feels very bluntly and as a result she's become the reserve type too afraid to say anything because on the off chance that she might offend the people around her. Uh, Still later that evening she overhears the same mechanic talking to the dragon about how he understands why the dragon chose Amakasu and that they are similar both have to hold back in order to avoid risking to harm anyone around them. In hearing this, Amakasu sneaks into the hangar that evening to try to talk to the dragon and ask it about why it selected her. And then she obviously gets swallowed and it results in a wacky flight scene where the dragon takes off and damages a bunch of public property as well as uh, the base sort of area, you know, destroys electronic transformers and stuff, and stuff like that. And then there's a big flight scene. And while inside the dragon's squishy interior... Amakasa uses her phone to contact the base to which she is given some instructions and gets used to piloting piloting it on the fly. By interacting with her helmet, she's able to turn the interior of the dragon into this kind of cool holodeck thing where she can see the entire world around her while she's in the sky. And it's all quite a spectacle to see them going through the clouds. Uh, We also see that the dragon is also capable of transforming into a fighter jet. Anyways, the landing is less than stellar... As she accidentally kicks the wrong part of the dragon... And we cut to her back at the hangar apologising for the incident... Turns out that uh, one of the explanations is that the dragon took a liking to her... Because it likes to eat the phone that she has... Yeah, these dragons have a thing about eating like old reclaimed metals or something like that... um, Similar to something like the Iron Giant... And since that... um, This dragon in particular has a taste for old style phones as opposed to smartphones... And since Amakasu has a flip phone... It was attracted to that. Still it is hinted that and of course this is probably true, that there's more to why the dragon chose her beyond just the fact that she had the phone at like, to Seed. The scene is uh um, the scene ends with our hero back at the um map sign, calling her parents about how she's going to stick at it for a bit longer before turning to the same old lady with the refreshments again, showing that she's gone past being too afraid of talking about what she thinks she asserts that she doesn't like strawberry flavor before being handed the exact same drink again anyway and she takes a swig ending the episode saying that uh, remarking that it actually tastes good so um thoughts thoughts uh it's definitely a departure from what i was expecting from studio bones the same people behind such shows as Soul Eater, my hero academia and full metal alchemist it has an art style similar to something like nichijo with its bright color palette and aesthetic that goes halfway between conventional and something of a chibi-style look. It's a very simple story that you're kinda got, you've kind of seen before from things like, I don't know, Free Willy if you're old enough, or the aforementioned Iron Giant. And most accurately, I'd say it's kind of like how to train your dragon, almost literally, because there's actually a dragon in this. Each of them are about a human who's either an outcast or doesn't fit the mold, <clears throat> and forming some sort of indescribable bond with some other creature, and to that end, I'd say it is functional. While the concept is quirky enough and you might get some enjoyment out of the visuals after all, Bones productions are almost guaranteed to have good production values. There's nothing really that hooked me to say, especially since the complete character arc just kind of happened in one episode. Uh, I think the design of the dragon is quite cute here. Um, I'm sure it can sell some plushies, but I'm not really sure where it's going after this. The tone is just sort of lighthearted and mellow, really. It's weird enough at times where I think they're making a joke, yet it's kind of too grounded and subdued to get a laugh out of me. So far, I could recommend this to audiences of all ages, uh, at least as far as I've watched, which is just one episode, as it's seemingly just a whimsical, relaxing tale of an Air Force pilot woman and her pet dragon, or people who just want to cool down and relax sort of show. Despite how highly I think of Bones, and while the animation is by no means terrible in this, this isn't the place to see their animation at its best, but I appreciate their attempt to try something a bit different uh, from what they've released recently. Uh, For now, I think I'm going to watch on, but not urgently. Uh, Maybe every now and then, because it's not really the sort of thing where it's like, Oh God, I gotta know what happens next week, it's not really a page turner. But P.S. I do think it would be pretty funny If I've just recommended this for all ages and then it suddenly pulls a Madoka or something and it becomes really dark and gritty and becomes like a war show. um, In fact, I'm kind of half hoping that happens. That's kind of why I'm going to continue watching it. But yeah, that's Hisone Tomasotan. Or How to Train Your Pet Jumbo Jet Dragon.
0: Yeah, I was looking at a lot of this dragon stuff and Mm -hmm. noticed a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, main a female girls, yeah.
1: cast, huh? Uh, the main girls, yep. The main, the main cast are all females. There are some supporting male cast members as well, but yeah. I, they've only really, on this one, introduced the main girl. Unless the um delinquent one is actually a main girl as well. But apparently it gets better after episode one, so... A it looks and like a
0: Queen Inoue says there are some male characters to show up later.
1: Oh, okay. So, there we go.
0: Maybe. Wow. Um... Yeah, it definitely so. seems, though, like the bonding with your dragon that you're riding and turns into a jet kind of anime instead of like any kind of like potential for like a male character to have any kind of significance. Oh, Unless yeah, it's like yeah. a male character that shows up flying his own dragon and he's like, my dragon's better than your dragon. And then like there's some kind of budding huh. romance between them or something because they're like friendly rivalry or something. But I don't see that happening. It just doesn't seem like that
1: yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't bet i get i wouldn't bet that either doesn't seem like that sort of show animation
0: looks interesting though
1: oh yeah it is it is interesting it's it's nice and smooth like i said bones does a good job of that so very very cheap you know it's very cutesy brightly colored though so
0: Mm -hmm. very much so all right well i Mm -hmm. believe that brings us to our second joint preview Mm-hmm. Of, uh, Wotaki, or, uh, Wotakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, or, uh, wotaku Koi or nikoi wa Musukashi.
1: That's it. Nailed
0: it. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah, this, remember how we talked about, uh, for anyone listening, how we talked about, uh, a, a romantic, uh, romantic comedy, that comedy anime that just did it wrong? Well, here yep. is a romantic comedy that does it right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: But I say, good news and they both
1: they both run revolve around at least one of the members being an otaku you know yeah. this one just gets it so right so we can get into why it gets it so right where would you like to start?
0: oh let's start the first episode of course um okay we're uh we're of course watching a uh, female character by the name of Narumi uh, uh sprint off to work because she's late she uh she overslept yep. And, uh, she, you know, like, I was, like, a little worried. I was, like, oh, no, she's not going to bump into someone. Is she? She's, like, late, late, late. And she's running. And she just makes it into the the uh, uh, Shikansen mm. as it's uh, about to take off. Yep. Or Subway mm. or whatever she's in. Um, yeah. And uh, she looks up and she sees a uh, poster for... Uh... Shit. What is the name of that like anime?
1: Cat. It begins with cat... Kato kat kata ka, whatever. <laughs> Some sort of female characters on the banner, whatever. Uh Kato Kato chan? Is that it?
0: Kato chan, yeah.
1: Yeah, she always says like, oh you're cute as usual or something each day.
0: Kato chan. Alright, so Kato Megumi Kato, right. So there's a poster right. of Megumi Kato for the uh uh right. for the Sa Sayane heroine. So, or Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's uh, that's uh, where it uh, starts off. And then, of course, it goes through its opening ED or opening OP. Which I got to say, I love the little hand dance they do. Oh yeah, it's very it's very smoothly animated. That ah, I is, love it. It's yeah, like, and it's in like sync it? with the music. I just I uh-huh. I've tried to repeat it a couple times and I can't do it because <laughs> it goes a little too fast. But oh yeah? God damn, goddamn, do I love watching that part. <laughs> Yeah, it's very smooth. I, I don't know what, what what the idea, what the consensus
1: was behind it, but yeah, it's effective. Yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it goes from there and it cuts to uh, uh, Narumi is uh, patient, you know, uh, anxiously awaiting, I guess, uh, her uh, new employer to pick her up from the uh, room where she's mm-hmm. going to be heading off to her cubicle to start her job at this new office. Yep. And uh, The girl shows up, and the uh, girl's name is Hanako, uh, green-haired, very busty. To which Narumi is like, "Sugoi!" (laughs) You know, she's she's like peering over her shoulder. just like, Mm -hmm. "Look at those knockers!"
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, th- there's some foreshadowing about, you know, this is a weird time for her to get employed. You know, she switched jobs because, like, maybe she left her previous job for some other reason, which we later learn is because um she was outed as an otaku.
0: Yeah, because um, Hanako yeah, is just like, you know, it's very strange. Why would you want to move now? And she's just like, you know, you know, some things happen. And she's like, all right, well, you know, we don't all need to tell you know, everything about each other. And they mm-hmm. end up passing by another group, two guys. Yep and uh the uh narumi stops turns around and says uh, hirotaka or nifuji no okay. she says nifuji mm-hmm. and uh, the guy stops turns around and is like narumi and mm-hmm. of course narumi's like shit i didn't want to introduce myself not to this guy not right now uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and uh, she like they yeah, they play it off. you know, she plays it off, she gets up there and she's like, Oh, it's so great to see you again. Ha ha, it's, it's been forever. You know, let's uh, go out after work, talk about stuff. Ha-ha, okay, bye bye. And she starts to leave and she's like, Oh, safe. And uh <laughs> Yeah, uh,
1: you're still working the table at comics. Yeah, Hirotaka is
0: just you know, turns around and is like, Oh, are you going to this uh year's comic And it's just like oh, no! <laughs> she she yeah. like has, like, that cracking face look to her, and it's just like, yeah. my life is over. But, uh, luckily for her, uh, Hanako doesn't seem to care.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's actually shown later on that uh, Hanako actually reacted in a sort of like, oh, I know what that is as well. And that actually...
0: Yeah, and so, like, Narumi mm-hmm. was, like, all excited for it. It was like, oh, it's so great to be in a an office setting that's so accepting. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, she does eventually go out with uh, with a Hirotaka. They go yep, out for yep. drinks, and she, you know she's complaining about mm-hmm. like life and whatnot, and getting drunk mm-hmm. in general. And it's just like, oh, man, and I can't believe life has been so terrible to me. And he's just like, oh, how's things going with that guy that you were dating? And she's like, oh, you mean the one like you knew I was dating? Like, oh, he's gone. Like, but there was mm-hmm. another one after him. That he found out I liked anime and he, like, he left me.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we found out he also found a girl almost straight away afterwards and it made the workplace really awkward and stuff. Yeah. And they did so, this, this while they're at a restaurant, while they're also still playing like Monster Hunter on their PSPs or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, because he, he's, uh, he's an otaku as well. Hirotaka yeah. is a uh, game otaku, however. Narumi mm-hmm. is a. Um, Fujoshi joshi, which yeah. Yeah. she he he like at one point, like uh you know, he uh is on his game and she finishes up her work because she was late and she's like, Alright, let's go out to eat. Uh, you know, and he's just like, you know, just give me a couple moments here. And she's like, Alright, you got three minutes, and you know, he puts his head buds on and he's like, No problem. Yeah, and he's playing Monster Hunter, and so she's just like just like Ugh. <laughs> uh game game otaku are just gross and he's like uh, fujoshi tamate
1: <laughs> yeah I, I kind of really like that that's, that's the thing that ties in throughout the whole episode and you know just afterwards as well is that the the banter between the two you really get the sense that they're actually like they're proper friends otaku friends and that like they they openly insult each other you know like they, they really know each other very well you know you oh, get yeah. a sense from the way that's written I think that's very effective the way that's done in there. You know, they don't bother with all the, oh, it's meant to be, you're no taki just like me, we're gonna be lovers, that sort of thing. No, no, they, you get the sense that they're very down-to-earth friends who, like, are together because of their hobby sort of thing, and it just develops into something else, you know.
0: Yeah, and the, uh, like, they do show, like, flashback to them when they were kids, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, uh, how Norumi used to, like, uh, like, would always, like kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say pick on Hirotaka, but just kind of like always like poke at him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I was kind of worried about that, and even like the introduction to the episode where she was going to be late for work, I thought, oh no, is it going to be kind of like um, 3D Kanajo? Where, like, it's an anime about people who like anime, but then it's going to be more anime than some animes by being very, you know, stereotypical, like, oh, they're fated and they're meant to be. They're childhood, like, lovers and stuff. But it doesn't really feel too much like it's uh, contrived that way, you know? There's a bit like they were friends in middle school, but the- other than that, the relationship seems quite natural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh. mm-hmm. And afterwards, um, you know, while they're, of course, they're at the or restaurant they're eating um Mm -hmm. you know she talks about how you know like that well have you found anyone yet and he's like of course not and Mm -hmm. uh he also mentions like why don't you just find someone you know who likes what you like and she's like no i don't want to date another otaku that's just that's weird (laughs) like that wouldn't work out at all and like they'd probably be gross and stuff like that too and then Mm -hmm. you know he talks about himself but then she like she does this thing where like she knocks his glasses up on his head so that she can see his face and like she's Mm -hmm. just looking at him and like you think there's like oh like oh oh, maybe she's like like oh yeah he's kind of handsome but then like she slaps his glasses down his face like nah (laughs) Nah, you're not my type and he's like i can see why you were why you like he left you
1: (laughs) i know (laughs) it's actually pretty great i love that there's, there's oh. multiple parts of the episode where they do that sort of thing where it's like they're gonna go into like typical romance like trope sort of thing where like you know he's saying oh you know if if you go out with me you know i won't let you down i'll I'll do all this other all this stuff for you and I, you know i'll 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 you know i'll always be there i'll listen to your problems i'll never say you're wrong oh and also i'll, I'll also t- like i'll also t- I'll also help you tend you. your your
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, she's just, just like you're like, hired yeah
1: <laughs> just immediately like yes, that's right. You know, like there's so many moments like that where it looks like they're gonna go into stereotypical sort of like just shoujo lore and stuff like that showed sort of tendencies, and it's just like nope, we're gonna we, we're just self aware about it. That's I like that part. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean they maybe. don't even like when they they first start quote unquote dating at the end of the episode where he asks her mm-hmm. basically it's just like you know well how about me like how about you date me and yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like a comedic like funny kind of thing but it's not until the second episode where it's like you know the awkward moment starts happening she doesn't really know how to react to him mm-hmm. <laughs> narumi cannot escape <laughs> narumi cannot escape yeah and, oh
1: that's that's an episode too i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and
0: it's uh a- he finally is like you know like like i told you i like you and she's like no you didn't <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. oh you're right i didn't I like you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's like, Oh, yeah, back and forth. yeah. He's, he's a little bit, um, I don't know what, how you describe the way he acts. He's, he's not
0: very, he's aloof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's,
1: okay. you know,
0: he's very, uh, you know, very, he, he just doesn't seem he doesn't look like he doesn't seem to care about a lot of things. So he's aloof. Yeah. Um, he's very mild mannered. He doesn't really, uh, react to anything he's it's not a deadpan i wouldn't say that but like mm-hmm. you know even during the one part of the second episode uh where Narumi's talking about how like he smiles and he's laughs and Hanako yeah. who is also actually dating uh, another character uh in the office uh who's uh what was it uh Taro the red-haired guy
1: uh yeah Taro i think
0: Taro yep. so mm-hmm. Taro who's kind of like the rough and tumble kind of guy with like the short yeah. hair and he seems to be uh Hirotaka's senpai. Um uh-huh. so he is uh, he is Hanako's boyfriend. Uh, they also have uh-huh. a pretty interesting relationship as well because they're both otaku, um, yeah, but they seem to fight a lot more than Narumi and Hirotaka, oh yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah but both of them at one point are you know they're like, wait nifuji smiles what
1: mm-hmm they're, they're they're taken back by that but you know yeah. she knows she knows him better so she's like she sees the subtleties in his sort of expression and stuff where where he genuinely looks like he's happy
0: and stuff yeah, but i I'd, I'd love this this is a good romantic comedy like this is great yeah. like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they got otaku down pretty well where it's just like they got all sorts of different otaku. You got the otaku who's very, you got Toru who's very much like I don't want to be, you know, otaku out and open, but yep. like in private I'm very otaku. You got Hanako who's the cosplay otaku who cosplays as guys and she's all about getting other people into getting into cosplay. Um yeah. you got Narumi who's uh, Fujoshi and she she actually does make uh, Fujoshi doujin and Yep. And sells that at Kamiket. And you got Hirotaka, who's a gamer otaku. And they all have their different ways of like... You know, Hirotaka doesn't really care that he's playing games at work, but he does it during his break. Uh, Narumi doesn't want to bring it up because she's afraid people will not Mm -hmm. accept her. But at the same time, she loves talking about it. And then you have Hanako, who is kind of like Narumi, where she doesn't really talk about it too much. But at the same time, if you get her started, she'll not stop.
1: Oh yeah, especially once alcohol's on the table. Once they're all drinking together, then it just obviously oh, yeah. comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, one uh. more, one more really, really good moment that's similar to the whole like subverting the whole like romance trope things is like when he's like, "Okay, is that is that all you wanted to talk about? is your breakup, so I'm gonna leave now." She's like, "No, no, wait, stay with me." And it almost looks like she's gonna confess, like, oh there's something I need you to save me." And then the background's gone all like colorful and stuff. But then it just goes back to it later and they're both like playing Monster Hunter again. And she's like, ah, shit, I didn't get the ruby I wanted. Right. And he's like, sorry, I got two. that moment <laughs> is so relatable. <laughs> like, like a lot of the stuff in there is like, OK, they don't they don't know too in your face about their anime tendencies or their game tendencies. But I like how um, it's still self-aware enough where it's like you, you've been in that sort of situation where you're trying to find a specific rare item in a game. And then your friend just gets a lot of them and you get none of them. I, it was it was so related, relatable to me there. That moment just spoke to me. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so off topic. It, it has those moments in there that is referential to things that you like. Similar to that character on the train. That was on the banner.
0: Of, yeah, mm-hmm. Ka- yeah like, like they have... Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Hirotaka has a collection of figurines. And a lot of the figurines yeah. oh, are from yeah. other anime.
1: Yep, like uh, Masamune kuns Revenge and stuff. Yeah, so they have those references there. But I also think that they don't feel like they're shoved, shoved too much in your face. Like, so many other anime... <coughs> himoto! <coughs> himoto! Um, you know, we'll do, like, a lot of stuff to try to pander and be like, oh, look at this, this is a reference to this game, am I right? But this thing has the references, but it's not, like, absolutely just, like, pushed onto you to try and gain some, like, otaku street cred, you know? So, I kind of like that. It's, they fo- they keep the focus on the characters, wouldn't you say? Uh, but yeah, like, it's like... not just about...
0: Mm, right? Yeah, um...
1: It's not just about being geeky, but like it's not about just about the geeky stuff they're into, but it's about the characters themselves that happen to be geeks, if if that makes any sense.
0: No, I get it. Like they yeah. they kind of pull off the same amount of representation in Saikano.
1: Like, oh right, yes. That one, um the one where he's making How to Raise a boy How to and raise girlfriend. a boy and girlfriend, yeah. because oh, yeah.
0: he has anime figurines in his room and they're all of different uh you know, different uh, anime girls and like every now and then they'll be passing by a banner and it's for like an a anime that is like actual actually exists um, I you know it happens a bit more in Saikano but uh, but here mm-hmm. it's like it's tasteful mm-hmm. not shoved yeah. in the face yeah
1: yeah, uh, and I suppose the, the last note I think I have here is that you know for something that's made by Studio A1 this is why A1 Pictures like it's not the best looking show they've ever done like it's it doesn't have like the highest budget at least seemingly to me, but like this is a good example of how that doesn't always matter because it's still really enjoyable to watch and still look at. It's still it's not bad looking at all, but it's a good example of like it's just held by a strong script and strong characters. Um, I know A One Pictures can do a lot better visually, but I think it's still it's a good solid show. That's why I would put there at least. That's what it seems I definitely to me. like it. Yeah. The art style is still good and attractive. It's still, it's not got like a lot of high octane. Like, I'm thinking of something like Slow Start. I think it was done by A One, where like episode one before the first opening plays, like when someone's talking, every single motion of the hands and the face was like super animated and over the top. Had so much like money behind it, but then the rest of the episodes is just bland. This episode, I mean like Wotaku um, doesn't have that where like they put all their budget in one place. It's nicely distributed throughout it. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah, they, so uh, they they also like did um, they mm-hmm. did uh, Gate
1: yeah Gate uh, of course SAO uh, maybe yep. this is more akin to something like working I don't know our style is very different from uh, like they, actually, they
0: did the yeah. uh, Seven Deadly Sins Signs of the Holy War
1: oh yeah both seasons and, uh, I don't know if they
0: did season 1 did they uh, let's see Seven <laughs> Deadly Sins I know they did season 2 but I don't yep know if they did, they season, did one. season
1: 1 oh. And they also did the second season of Ori Emo.
0: Oh, and they also uh, did Eromanga Sensei.
1: Yeah, yeah Okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I think I hear Nekomimi Moto playing. I guess we're both watching this, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, we're just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> guess this is the end of the end anim- or end of the episode. Oh, that's strange. So we're both strange. watching this,
1: on yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how yeah. right
0: up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> I guess a uh, good show, definitely a keeper. Um and mm-hmm. until next time, keep watching, keep listening and keep the anime love strong. <laughs>